Midnight Mass After Show. We'll talk about each episode. That's our hymn now. Here's your host. Amen. Today on this day of days. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk's special Midnight Mass After Show. On a normal episode, we would review and discuss one horror film in detail for this series of eight episodes. We will have an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of the Mike Flanagan's new Midnight Mass series series Man. on Netflix. Your panel of expert hosts each episode is me, R, me. Yeah, it's all Do- you. Dr. Bryce Hansen. Mm-hmm. I hold a PhD in spookology and fake theology. Mm-hmm. And across from me sits... I'm Professor David Day. I am the foremost expert in scare no-nos. So, with no further ado, let's have our opening prayer and uh, get into our yes. after show. Okay. Let's pray. I'll, let us pray. Dear Mike Flanagan, Daddy, Director... Please be with us as we discuss your masterpiece, Midnight Mass. Uh, help us to understand your will and talk about your gospel in a respectful way in which we will lighten our listeners. Enlighten. Enlighten. En- enlighten. Yeah. Um. You don't criticize prayers. Well, they're, I'm not. That's kind of rude. Um, please help us be entertaining and not offensive in all things holy. And in Keats, Kate Siegel's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. It should be mentioned that we, um, I think we did something to upset uh, our Lord and Savior, Mike Flanagan. Oh. Um, because uh, he he took it upon himself to curse our first recording of this episode. <laughs> And uh, and so this is actually our second recording of this, this episode. Is, this is take two. Take two. Of the first two episodes of our after show. Right. So, Mr. Well, Mike, Mr. First, Flanagan, for, please. please. And see, actually, in our first two episodes, we prayed literally to God. And so, so that, that so might Mike have been Flanagan, literally the curse. Yeah, Mike Flanagan took offense to that and and cursed the show. Well, I think God might have taken offense. Whoa! And now we're now we're moving on to Daddy Flanagan. Daddy Flan. Okay. Daddy Flan. Okay, so um, this first episode of Midnight Mass is titled Book One Genesis. It starts out with Riley Flynn being convicted of vehicular manslaughter and serving four years in prison. As he returns home to the island community of Crockett Island, we are introduced to his family and other townspeople of note. Much ado is made of the return of Monsignor Pruitt, the elderly priest coming back from a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. The townspeople are surprised to learn that Monsignor Pruitt is replaced temporarily by Father Paul Hill. Along with the arrival of Riley and Father Hill, spooky things are afoot in the dark of the night. Yeah, afoot and a flutter. So, 
Yeah, it should be mentioned. These are this is going to be a series of after shows, so this is pretty much all spoilers. If you haven't watched the first episode of Midnight Mass on Netflix, what are you doing? You yeah, definitely. This is if you're not sure how after shows work, it's it's right in the title. You watch it after you watch the show. And let me tell you, if you're if you're if you just watch the first episode and you're like a little wishy washy on it. Buckle up. Just mm-hmm. sit in place, watch each episode, stick around for the after show with us, and holy moly, you're in for a good <laughs> ride. This is a fabulous series. Before we get into talking about the episode at large, just want to plug our website, horrormovietalk.com. There you can find links to all our, our social media and past episodes. Uh, we post new episodes of the regular podcast every Wednesday. We review one new horror movie each week, so we'd love you to join us there as well if you're new. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, talk about Midnight Mass or about anything we said, call 682-253-4468. If you really want to support us and you're like, hey, these guys are fantastic, I want to give them my money, there's several ways you can do that, but probably the best way is go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash talk, where we have a bunch of different tiers and added bonus content. But, you know... Do we, is that, this, that's that's not important right now. Right now, what we need to focus on is Daddy Flanagan yeah. and Midnight Mass. Is this episode brought to you by anyone? Or is that No. No, okay, that's right. No, this is brought to you by ourselves. We're independent. Um and well, I guess by Daddy Flanagan. Daddy Flan. Uh Father Daddy Daddy Flanagan. Um Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Perfect. Went without a hitch. Um, Okay, so the series starts out with the um, accident. With Riley. With Riley. And of note, um, the first thing we really hear Riley saying is the Lord's Prayer at the accident and then being confronted by the police officer basically complaining that, you know, why doesn't God ever save the the young kids and let the drunk driver always go off. And, uh, how did that hit you? How did that hit you? Cause I mean, it's very powerful for, number one, but, um, number two, I mean, it's kind of like, holy shit, you've just been through so much. Right. And I mean, I mean, you're dealing with someone whose job it is to show up at these things and constantly witness the sadness of, so, I mean, you can't really, I mean, you can kind of be like, Hey, maybe don't take it out on this guy who just, who just ruined his own life and someone else's life, but also, like, good point. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have that much sympathy for a drunk driver that just killed someone. Um, no, so, I suppose not. And it's kind of like when the the different sports teams are both praying to God for a win. It's like, <laughs> all right, you know, we're... Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely... Uh, very thought provoking. It's kind of setting up the series, like the tone of the series. It sets like, up which, the series and it sets up Riley's character really well, which is like this sad need for repentance yeah. kind of like. And it's it's really it's really important for his character to show that he was a believer. Yeah. At this point. Like yeah. he, he really was bought in and he he did care about it and he was um it was very meaningful to him and then later in the series you see where he ends up. Well, I guess in this episode you see that he's an atheist now. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's a question that's that's always asked. It's not like there's really an answer um, that can satisfy everyone. But um, yeah, like why does God do? Why does God let bad things happen to good people? Is like the common question that everyone has. Yeah, and it's like, did you see what God just did to us, man? <laughs> did you see what God just did to us, man? And it's like, God didn't do that. You did it. You're a fucking narcotics agent. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Um, you did it. So then it then it jumps forward four years after his sentence is served, and he is coming back to Crockett Island. Um, a great opening song with uh, Neil Diamond. <sighs> the music in this whole show is is such a strong choice, and oh, it fits it, so well. And it's going to probably bother some people that it's not cool enough, but like. The Neil Diamond, like the song singer songwriter oh, aesthetic, is perfect for this. But almost eighty percent of the music is hymns. Yeah, it's, it's all people singing church hymns. I love the Neil Diamond though. Like it's right. so it's such a good way to start a- an episode after episode of this. Like this fresh, like right breezy sort of like beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I love. I, I, I think I mentioned this before, but uh, like Neil Diamond, I think was my first concert I ever went to, and I didn't I didn't fully appreciate it because mm-hmm. I was very young. But now it's like, wow, what a what a great way to feel good, right? Just put on some Neil Diamond, man. So it starts with like the montage of it's Riley's brother riding his bike through town, and we pass by a bunch of the townspeople and see kind of get to meet them. Y- yeah, we get to meet them, get a small like glimpse into their personalities and. And uh, how they, you know, approach things. Yeah. Uh, notably, Kate Siegel as Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. And I think we're are we introduced to Meg yet, or Bev? Bev. Um. Yeah. Uh, that might that might come later. Yeah. Bev is. You get her in little sprinkles throughout this first episode. Really, we establish her her pushiness yeah. very quickly. And her hatred <laughs> of, of dogs. Joe's dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, the beginning of the series, it feels very um, Stranger Things because it's really focused on these these young kids. Yeah. First of all. And um, it shows them kind of meeting up, getting drugs, right? Um, yeah. Getting pot. And um, we're introduced to the sheriff's son. Um I forget his name in the series. Yeah. You'd think by the second time we recorded this, we would have... They call him Aladdin in a really, like... They set up... They set up the... Oh, yeah. He's Ali. That's what his name is. Ali. They set up the, like, low-key, like, subversive, shitty, just little racist remarks here and there. Yeah, it's not super (laughs) low-key. It's it's relatively overt. Yeah, sure. I'm just... It's not like... You know, it's not it's not hateful words and get out of here. It's just like this, like, uh, we're going to call him Ali or yeah. Sharif, you know? It's the, the flavor of racism where you definitely keep them the other. like Yeah, put them in their place. Put them in their place just, and don't... Just in the regular. Don't take them seriously because they're not, they're not like you. Yeah, and we, get, we also get introduced to Bull this episode, who is the pot dealer mm-hmm. of the island. Um and uh and he he's like really 
kind of the most aggressive character, I think, in the whole thing (laughs) next to Bev. Right. You know? Um, Well, Bev's passive aggressive. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I guess Bull is actively aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My aggression is much more active. Yeah. um, So they um, are like getting together, getting this pot because they're going to go off on the, what was it, like the Northwest Island or something like that. So there's like an island off of the island or like an arm of the island that you get to from canoe. Yeah. And um, that's skiff. Yeah, well, that's where the first, yeah, or dinghy. Or dinghy, right. Right. Yeah, I guess you could get there by... Um, Any mode of sea transportation. Right. Really. You could swim. You could swim. Mm-hmm. Dive. Yeah, you potentially fly. A large you... catapult. Um, so, they go over to this island, and this is the first, like, occurrence of spookiness. And... I, I love this island. <laughs> yeah. This island is... Oh, man. I... Well, they get there, and there's all these cats. So there's all these eyes just kind of mm-hmm. like looking at you. And there's, you know, it's it's treated by the kids as like, oh yeah, this is just yeah cat shit island, and right. <laughs> and uh, you're out there, and and you know, so what? But man, the, whatever that thing that flies over him. What? Sorry, Uh-oh. that that thing that flies over him. He's like, whoa, what the fuck was that? It's like a big albatross or a. Or a pelican or something. Like, yeah. something huge just flew over us. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What is that? And then they see, like, out of the glowing eyes from all the cats, they see glowing eyes like the height of a man Ooh. darting out. And so, this is, like, <laughs> setting the tone, but also, um, if you can go back to when you first saw this episode... What was your expectation for what the series was going to be about, or what was the scary thing going to be in the series? I um I wasn't sure. I had no I had you know there was no um, information out about this show at all. Mm-hmm. So all I had was just what it was dribbling to me, and so it was. It seemed like it was some sort of monster, mm-hmm. but it, I also thought, okay, wait. There's something walking around on this island, mm-hmm. and there's also something flying overhead. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we're dealing with at least two different things, mm-hmm. and they're both somehow malevolent, mm-hmm. maybe, and we see, on, or at least dangerous. Yeah, and we see later that there's something eating the cats mm-hmm. um, on the island. So, um, yeah, something like stalking the cats and then grabbing them and crunching them. Yeah. Yeah, a creep. The creep factor on that was pretty great because it doesn't give you a lot. Right. And so for me, I was just like, "What could this all be?" Right. And I, I wasn't sure, and I'm still. And my, and my assumption at this point, like going into it, was okay. We've got Mike Flanagan. He kind of specializes in hauntings. You yeah. Know, for the last two series. Um, this series is called Midnight Mass. The series is called Midnight Mass, and it's going to have to do with Catholicism, at Catholicism least. Catholicism and spookiness. So my assumption was this is about demons. Like it's going to be, yeah, about demons and possibly about like a charismatic priest that like has ulterior motives or has like. I, I thought it could go one of two ways. Either like you have de- demonic presence, 
you know, infesting the island. Or it could be that or um, Father Hill basically being an evil force on yeah. the island and yeah. like turning or a cult like kind of thing or some kind of like um you know malevolent influence of the church kind of thing and somehow i, I felt it was going to be very supernatural you know and yeah i did i th- ghosty i felt like i was i had no like real strong feeling about whether it was going to be demons ghosts or what have you but i was sure of one thing and it turned out to be true um which is it's a Mike Flanagan show, so I had that foreknowledge of this is going to be mostly what's scary within us, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and that means like let's look at each character mm-hmm. and find the demon inside them, you mm-hmm. know, find their vice, find right. their problem, and um, and so there's a lot of reflection and that kind of thing, which is just I just eat that shit up, yeah, because I just transpose all of it onto myself. Yeah, and go. Oh, I am bad, you know. Um, I'm like a. I'm like you're like a big dirty raccoon, David. I know. Um, so Riley arrives, and he's. We're given a lot of the backstory of the island from his mom. Um, she a quote from her says, "This isn't a community anymore; it's a ghost." Or wait, was that Riley that said that, or? Her. So, I think that was her. I think it was her. Um, but she talks about the history. There was a big oil spill off the coast, and since it was a f- fishing community, it had a huge impact. And um, you know, because of that, there were fishing limits, and so. But was, strangely, no limits placed on like the, oil. The yeah. oilers, yeah, interesting that. And so the economy took an impact, and then also people are just leaving the island. She mentions that the latest people just up and left they didn't even bother to list their house which this, is super depressing this place seems like paradise to me i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> i mean there's it's that's the other thing in the show that's a very interesting tone that you don't see a lot of is just the coastal you know island setting of like the chipped paint cedar old cedar siding Shake um, roofs. Shake yeah. roofs, like boats that get used, you know. Yeah. And boats that are like laying on the ground, you know, that are probably still dragged out every day. Um, Just a really cool setting for the show. Yeah. I. This somehow takes the small town feel and like distills it until you got like this. This like concentrated like mm-hmm. small town, like real salt-of-the-earth Americana feel somehow. Yeah, it's an interesting like uh, setting, too, because you can have that small-town feel, and really what that means is like rural, mm-hmm. far from everything. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're really closed in. No. Like, yeah, there's no. still lots of places in, to run. In the typical setting. Right. right. Yeah, but this But this is like in- specifically with an island, like you are... You're separated from society. Like, people aren't going to stumble across the island. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot of people on boats, you know, going on joyrides necessarily compared to cars. Anyways, um, we get introduced to the sheriff um, and they're preparing for a big storm coming in. Storms are brewing. And this is where we really get to see the sheriff uh, 
you know, facing off with Bev Keen, the one of the major characters of the series. Bev is basically uh, a stereotypical um, holier than thou, pious, pious presence on the island that also has like. Probably also the most evil person on the island. She is so terrible. Yeah. She just feels like someone I I just want to get away from Mm -hmm. right away. Going back to that small town feel just real quick. Something I just realized was there are no, there's no cars on this island that we really get to see very much throughout the series. I can't think of one instance. Everybody walks or bikes everywhere. Yeah. That's and I think something about the lack of cars makes it feel so much more personal and so much more like yeah, old with an e, you know, like yeah. just real. Oh man, I love that. Um so the standoff between the sheriff and Bev is about preparing for the storm and yes. sheriff like mentions that, you know, we got to get the school set up to receive everyone. And Bev was like, no, no, no. You're no. new here. You're new here. I wouldn't expect you to know this. Everyone goes to the church. You're so ignorant. And the recreation center. He's like. That we just built. Uh-huh. But that's like, you know, that's like not public property. That's yeah. church property. So, and she's like, <laughs> I don't think you heard me. Like, uh-huh. it's okay. We forgive you. Oh, bless your heart, you Muslim. Oh, um, man. Ah! And uh, already some, you know, not-so-subtle racism around, like, who he is. Because he's not just new to the island. He's also Muslim, and the majority of the island goes to the Catholic Church right? on the island. Um, yeah, and she's just all... Ew! She's just not having it yeah. at all. Um... One of the big things that you notice in this first episode is there's a lot of, a lot of the actors are in old person makeup. Like it's it's it's. I didn't pretty... you. D- I don't notice that right off the bat. I notice it in a couple episodes, but yeah. you're right. Like it's it's um, because you know some of these actors, especially um um, Thomas. What's his name? Oh yeah. Um here I'll get it. You go ahead keep talking. Henry Thomas. Yeah, Henry Thomas. Who, so Henry who Thomas is, is who it, is um uh phone home. Right. He's Elliot from E. T. But he's been in, in uh Haunting of Bly Manor, um and Hill House. And Hill House, um in different as different characters. So he's not a kid anymore. <laughs> no. But he's not this old in real life and it's it's uh pretty conspicuous that they're really making up these actors into old makeup. So Yeah, it's, especially Alex Esso. Y- yes. She is playing... She's, what, a 30-something woman? Yeah. Uh, and she's playing the doctor's mom who has dementia. Right. And I didn't even know. You know, I was just like, right. oh, that's an old lady. That there's right. that That's right, there's an old lady. And, uh, and no, that's a very young actress yeah so then in the back of my mind is like well why did they do that ageism it feels like there's going to be something that tips off you know why it's it's just ageism they're like i guess so old people can't do good yeah that's true so old with an e 
and they're just it's just a constant it's with it's really hard to be old because they just, everyone's just ew ew yeah um so getting through a couple things uh, quick we could speed this up a little bit so we learned that Riley lost his faith in prison this doesn't make his dad very happy it's disrespectful to his mom basically and he insists that Riley is going to go to mass no matter what. Like, as long as you're here, basically part of your parole, right. quote unquote, is going to be you're going to go to mass every week, which is. He, Riley's not in a good spot. Like, he has no prospects and he's kind of like. He has to depend on his family. So it's kind of a weird place for him to, like, assert his independence in this moment. Because yeah. he's kind of fucked. It's interesting in this episode. You you really get the setup on Riley a little bit, but I'm still waiting for him to be like to lash out. Mm. You know, I'm still waiting for him to to basically be like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm my own man. Like, yeah, I had my mess ups, but um, but no. And he doesn't do that in this episode, but I'm still waiting for him to like lash out. But in this episode, we get him basically acquiescing constantly and being like well it's it's um i think the main feature of his character is penitence you know it's like he's he's feels extremely guilty for what he does he's haunted literally by this mistake um we see the dead girl um kind of as a ghost or like haunting him throughout the series and it is something that i that i'm looking forward to though in in further episodes i'm like he's gonna lash out you know he's going to try and try and break free Mm -hmm. and let's see if that happens you know like um and then i think we already talked about the cats being killed by the unseen monster um i think the main thing that really i came away with was that the way they treat treat church life in this show is very respectful. Mm-hmm. And I, it's one of those things that um, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate, that it's not like stereo, it's not like um, hacky treatment of like, oh, church equals, you know... Um, all these stereotypical, all these stereotypical things, like bad things. The about priest is just like a is like a child toucher, child toucher, or just a prop. I mean, I, I guess that's that's what I meant to say is that they don't treat the religious aspect of the island as a prop. No, it's a uh, it's, main focus. Yeah, it's a main feature of the storyline and, and important and a framing device for the philosophy behind and like how they frame what's going to happen to the island. Um, and I find that really interesting. Um, we get introduced to Father Paul Hill. They're expecting their elderly Monsignor Pruitt priest guy to be coming back, and he doesn't arrive. Uh, Father Hill comes and introduces himself. He's really young, um, and he assures them that it's a temporary situation, that Father Pruitt is fine. He's just recuperating from an illness question mark yeah um and um then the end of the episode is there's the storm and all these dead cats wash up on shore but during the storm um 
Riley thinks he sees Monsignor Pruitt out on the beach. He has the his the, um, the old hat, his fedora, yeah. and long uh, you know duster coat or his uh, overcoat on, which is what he would wear all the time. And he goes out into the storm to try to chase him or to to talk to him because Monsignor Pruitt is elderly and senile, so he's want to walk off. Um, he's confused because Monsignor Pruitt should be on the mainland. Should be on the mainland in a hospital. And when he approaches this figure, it takes off. Yeah, like what? spry. Yeah. Getting moving. And then, yeah, so the, the storm happens and, and Riley is like, you know, questioning what he saw. But um, so there's a lot of questions around, like, what the fuck was that? Was that Monsignor Pruitt? Like. Why was he able to run? Like, why is he here when he was supposed to be on the main mainland? What's going on with this monster on on the island that killed all these cats? And um, but for the most part, the episode is just setting up the the setting and the characters, and it does that really well. Mike Flanagan is really good at setting up characters and relationships and families, and uh, he's he's already set it up for success in this episode. How did this first episode strike you? Like, like wh- what did you come away with on this first episode? And, uh, and you know, how did it make you feel? Um, I was still holding back, like, my opinion on... I mean, there wasn't really much to, to go off in terms of, like, how good is this series going to be? Like, what are they... Um, it's pretty rudimentary, like, setup episode kind of thing sets up enough mystery to where you want to watch the next one yeah definitely every episode ends on a cliffhanger where i wanted to watch the next one immediately so the dead cat situation was really interesting the monsignor pruitt question mark was really interesting what the fuck uh, is up with father hill like should we be trusting him is that a big pelican (laughs) is that a big pelican um is riley gonna fuck aaron yeah (laughs) you know oh yeah all those things you want to find out in the next episode. Um, so it's a really good setup, and it's just, you can tell it's high quality, and, and um, you know, it's not like a cookie cutters or paint by numbers it, kind of situation. It drew me in so well. Um, it, it had all the little, t- like the setting and the characters were just perfect. Like, um l- perfect to pique my interest interest completely and make me be like oh wow like i like the biggest my biggest worry was i was like i hope we never go to the mainland you know i was like <laughs> please god just leave us on this little island um because it feels so mm, nostalgic and perfect and small town feel and like all these characters are just stuck in this little this little mm-hmm. community with each other, and they have all these deep, like, old histories with each mm-hmm. other. All of them. Even the little girl and Joe, you know? Right. Like, oh, man, like, wow. So he shot her, and that's why she's in a wheelchair? And, like... Wait, do we find that out in this episode? Um, I believe so. Uh, I think I think so. Um, but in any event, uh, yeah, this episode... And the island, the little island off to with the cats. Oh man, that hit me so perfectly. I was like, "Oh, what's going on with this fucking island?" Yeah, what is that thing in the bushes? Like it all was just perfectly mysterious to me. Yeah, and I loved it. 
Okay, so that's our first episode of Midnight Mass After Show. Technically, the second take of the first episode. Yes, please, um, uh, Father Flanagan, please bless us. And, uh, you know, we know we are ash and we and so dust and and so we will return to dust just please preserve our tapes (laughs) if you guys would like to help out the show if you enjoyed this make sure to share it with a friend tell them about midnight mass tell them about the after show and of course if you'd like to support us uh you can do so by heading over to our website horrormovietalk.com and um and, you know, clicking on the Patreon button at the top or ish, if you got to do your shopping on Amazon, we have a Amazon button where if you click it and then buy stuff on Amazon, some of that goes to us. Um, another great way to help the show is by subscribing and leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you'd like uh, to leave your opinion uh, with us, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468 and we will play those on our normal shows and those premiere every wednesday so check us out we love you so go with mike go with mike flanagan as you as you journey on through the uh your journey of watching midnight mass and we'll see you after you watch episode two yeah psalms bye everybody bye everybody everybody bye